Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 141st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. It's been quite a weekend for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. We had the McGregor Mayweather fight last night, got Game mm-hmm. of Thrones season finale tonight, got a random episode in the middle of the season of Insecure. It's good, it's a good night. Yeah. Good, good weekend. I'm happy that you're watching Insecure. Insecure is great. It took me a long time. Like, so, Lena, I, I've told you about it before. I think last year we were, we were watching it. We watched the first, like, three, four episodes together. And then, you know, just by the fact that we don't live together and we don't spend every night together, it's easy to fall, fall off on, on shows, like watching them together. So she'd watch one without me. I'm like, oh, I'll catch up. And before I knew it, I didn't. There's only eight episodes in this season. I watched, I think, three or four of them, but it took me until this year, like two or three episodes into the second season to finally finish season one, but it's good. Yeah. But last night was the McGregor Mayweather fight, which is a fight that I, you know, two years ago when I heard rumors about it, I was, I remember because I used to listen to Jalen and Jacoby, their podcast. Uh, Jalen would talk about how this fight is going to happen. I was like, oh, this is stupid, man. McGregor's, McGregor's an MMA fighter. Yeah, he can make a ton of money off the boxing, but he has no business being in a boxing ring with, with Mayweather. That's just what Mayweather does. That's like his second home. That's his office. And, I don't know. Like, what what did you think of the fight? Was it was it what you expected? Was it better than you expected? Do you think it was better than I was expecting? But the outcome was exactly what I expected. And do you do you feel it was actually close at times, or do you feel like that was no Mayweather's no. plan? It was Mayweather's plan. Yeah. Uh. So it's funny because everyone like there's two schools uh there's two types of fans there's mma fans and there's boxing fans mma f- and and they're c- two completely different sports obviously uh with boxing you're only allowed to sort of punch uh like the the head the upper body and the uh the core right but with mma almost every part of your body is open except for you know hammer strikes like the the 12 to t- uh, 12 to 6 vertical strikes on the top of the head uh back of the head is somewhat open yeah um it's just it's rare that you're able to get around that angle usually when you're behind somebody like that you're you've got them in a clinch no eye gouging and then no uh no punches to the to the dick right that makes sense like groin punches so mcgregor has always been able to sport just a phenomenal uh straight left that's what he's known for he's got a great straight left and he's got a chin made of marble like the the kind of punches that he's taken on the chin and just shook off it's incredible it's absolutely incredible so he has the striking capability but the strike has always preceded a shoot or a takedown um like when he fought chad mendez a while back he Hit him with a straight left. Chad Mendez starts to lean back into the octagon, sort of the fence is going down, and he's able to jump on him. Or when he, you know, there's there's so many fights where, yeah, he hits you with a left, but 
there's more that he's able to do. Like his kicks are incredibly fast and powerful. And there's something about like if you're standing because uh, he's a southpaw fighter and you're standing with somebody in the octagon and he kicks you in like the thigh, like those kicks do damage. You know, it just takes away a lot of your stamina. He wasn't able to incorporate any of that into the fight. And you could see that some of his muscle memory was kicking in throughout the fight. Yeah, a it lot. It was just a lot of it. Like, you can't hit him in the back of the head. Or there's a couple times where the way he grabbed Mayweather, it's almost yeah. like, are you trying to hip throw him right now? Like, I, and I know that there was a lot of uh, negotiations in the contract that any sort of MMA fight means that he forfeits his winnings and all that stuff. Like, he... You have to make it so that he is 100% discouraged from doing anything that his body has been trained to do for years. People coming in thinking that McGregor was going to win this fight, I think don't watch boxing and haven't watched a Mayweather fight or watched a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight or a Marquez or, or, a, or a Canelo fight and think they know everything. It's like this man's been fighting since he was 19. Well, I mean, pretty much his whole life, really. His whole life, but like his like professional, yeah, his professional like career, his, yeah, basically. His professional career yeah. started at nineteen. He's fifty and zero. He's absolutely coherent and lucid. You think he got here on accident? You think he's out here slugging it with fifty guys? Absolutely not. He's the best defensive fighter we've ever seen, and he was absolutely right when he said in the in the ring at the end that he was just waiting for him to punch himself out. Yeah, you can was, tell. You can really you can tell. tell. Like if you're if you're pay, if you were paying attention and watching the fight, you can see he was really just covering himself up and he was just biding time. He was just waiting. He wasn't throwing too many like, you know, too many strong punches. He wasn't tired. Like you can you could clearly see, I think it was by round 4, McGregor is just like he's breathing with his mouth open. He wasn't as aggref- aggressive as he was in the early rounds and the, the the cool thing, the interesting thing about Mayweather was he was walking directly into into McGregor and he was forcing engagements and he was still just covering up and he was just biting. He was just baiting on the fact that McGregor would be throwing these punches at him. And sure enough, by round like eight or maybe nine, I guess nine at the earliest or the latest, sorry, uh, McGregor, he just he couldn't keep his hands up. And maybe that's just by. Uh, by nature, that's just the way he, the way he normally fights. You don't have your hands up as high as you do in boxing, as close to your face as you do. But he just couldn't defend himself at the end. Yeah, he does fight with his hands down. Yeah, so, and, and it makes he, sense in MMA too because you still have to block the, you still have to block the kicks. You got, right. you got to guard, you got to, you got to guard against people coming at you for uh, takedowns at the legs. Yeah, so it makes sense. But he, yeah, he either fights with his hands down or his hands high, like in the very beginning when the fight started, how he had, it's almost like a cat having both of his paws up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does that too. Um, cause he's just trying to protect him. Like it, it's easy for him to sort of throw his hands down and protect himself, uh, when he needs to. He landed a ton of great shots on Mayweather though. Yeah, he did. And in those the, early rounds, I mean, he really did. He really did. And, uh, I, I mean, a, uh, a UFC title fight is five rounds, five minutes. It's 25 minutes. Yeah. Boxing, what, this was 12, 12 rounds, rounds, three minutes each. Three minutes. So you could tell around the seventh round, eighth round, it, that's, that's where the gas starts to run out. 
And you and even I see know that, that there in UFC th- fights too. UFC fights, oh, yeah. round one is dramatically different from round two, which is dramatically different from rounds four and five. Rounds four and five, you tend to not see that level of aggression and that, and those many power, uh, power swings coming out. And you, you really have to sort of ration those out. Yeah. Because you leave yourself so exposed because the ability to come back after a crazy sort of uh, shot like that, that's, it's like, it's like in soccer, right? The, uh, the yep. counterattack yep. where everyone's up and then you get caught flat footed. Uh, it's nuts. It was, like I said, a great fight. Uh, McGregor did very well for his first boxing match against the best fighter of our generation, the best boxer of our generation. Uh, he definitely lasted a lot longer than I thought he would. There was no way that he was gonna. He said he was gonna knock out Mayweather inside of four, and then two and one. But that's just to sell the fight. Yeah. Like anyone who's taking that seriously is is the customer that they were hoping that they were gonna get. Yeah, they got a lot of them. I wonder. They got what a lot the, of I wonder them. what the payday is gonna be. I saw that that uh, the the floor the the minimum that they'll each make. Uh, McGregor would get thirty million. Mayweather would get a hundred million. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the hundred the hundred million figure is insane. But but regardless, they have the thirty million too to make. Oh, so that's going to the IRS. Let's just be real. Yeah, a lot of it's going to the IRS. I mean, th- isn't that the reason why Mayweather took this fight? He ha- he owes a ton of money to the IRS. He owes a ton of money. I mean, that's the one. I, the, that's the joke, right? Like you can you can do a lot of bad things in this country if you don't pay your taxes. The at the end of the day, the government is. They gonna get theirs. the government owns every yeah they gonna get theirs they they run every corner you can run your little you know your side business your hustle whatever but at the end of the day you better pay your taxes because he's gonna get his and if he doesn't get his he's coming for you it really blows my mind how much he owes I, I heard he last night it was about thirty million dollars yeah I I'm I'm floored by how you can owe so much or how you might not have the the money to be able to pay that. I mean, it just, I think it's just willfully not paying. Yeah, it has to be, uh, right? Like, if you're getting, if you're, if you're doing that Pacquiao fight, he got like, what, 150 million for that fight? Something like that? Yeah. Just I'm take, just, just right off the top, just drop that into, drop that into the IRS jar and move on with your life. That's what you gotta do. I mean, that's what you should do. Yeah, that's what you should do. You don't have, I guess you don't have to, cause. You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, every year, you don't have to pay your taxes. No. You honestly don't. It's up to you to decide if the threat of penalties and all that stuff is worth it to you. Yeah. Are they you you don't have to pay your taxes. Yeah. It's just I don't think it's smart. Obviously, that's just one less thing you should <laughs> yeah. have to deal with. Tell that to I had a friend, Snipes. exactly. Uh, I had a friend get audited. She ended up being fine, but it was just such a crazy. Like she was one of the people that got randomly selected to get audited, and it was such a pain. She said it was like eight months of just constant back and forth. And even though she did, got like an H and R Block lawyer or accountant to help her through it, the amount of just. In, not intrusion. I don't want to say intrusion, but sort of the disruption of your life, knowing that the, you're constantly receiving stuff from the IRS. But pro tip, the IRS is only allowed to contact you through, uh, through letters, like written letters. Uh, the IRS oh. can't call you. Okay. So yeah. Um, I mean, that's a little so note they for ever... those people getting those calls that are telling them, Oh, you're not paying your taxes. Pay yeah. us, pay us a hundred dollars over the phone and you'll be good. Yeah. That's. Super fake. Those are scams. Yeah. Especially when they come, they come through with these like thick Indian accents. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Or, yeah. Just 
pro tip for everyone out there. IRS has to be on like official letterhead in the mail. It's like certified mail. It's it's the government, right? So they they gotta do that do that by the book. Yeah. But back to McGregor Mayweather. Mayweather, it was for the boxing sort of fight that they set up. McGregor was um was good. Uh, landed a ton of power shots. You could tell that's when those some of those connected. Mayweather was Mayweather felt some of those. Yeah, he reeled back a bit. I, I remember distinctly a few times where he kind of retreated to the corner, tried to get his composure. But yeah, let me ask you, where, where did you watch the fight? I watched it at uh, Earl's place. Oh, my really? old roommate. Okay, nice. He uh, he bought the fight, and then we got a couple of people. I was I had run thirteen yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday uh was well, not yesterday, but Saturday was was crazy because I woke up and. I did laundry early, and after laundry, I went to the grocery store and meal prepped. So I, I made like all the lunches, all the dinners of the week, and then I made the breakfast, like the uh, the yogurts sort of jars that I make. I did that, and then I sort of looked around and go, all right, I think I got time to go for a quick run. So I ran, and normally I run six miles around Central Park. I go in at 72nd, I run south down to like 59th loop back up, go all the way up to like 120-something, and then back out at 72nd. It's like a clean six. Uh, in, in, in the sense that I start and end on the same street, and I like the amount of hills that I have to run because I sort of I backload a, uh, a lot of hills. So in the beginning, you're running like from 72nd to 59th. It's all downhill. And then it's a little bit more downhill on the other side. There's this really steep hill called Cat Hill in like in mile two. And then from like three to four, it's pretty flat. It's a gradual incline, but it's flat. And then you get a nice downhill at the beginning of four. But from four to five, there's like three sets of hills. The first hill is really tough. It's sort of like an S-curve up that's pretty steep. But then you get a nice little downhill section. And then there, the second hill is a series of three small hills that are pretty gradual. And then the third one is a third hill. But the last mile, miles five, well, mile six, rather, is uh, is all downhill. So you do get the coast home. Uh, and then I was, I was running it. I got to six. And then I sort of looked at my watch. I looked at how much Gatorade I had, like Gatorade and water mixture that I had. I had about half left. And I go, well, I'm feeling pretty good. There's no cramping. I'm not dying. And the weather's so beautiful out. Like, I could, let's just see how much I can keep going. So I just, I was listening to an audiobook and I just kept going. And then at one point I was like, all right, that was another mile. Let's keep going. Another mile. Do you want to go home now? And then at the certain, when I was debating whether I wanted to go home, I basically crossed the, the sort of the road out i go well, i guess i'm not going home and i just kept running 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 and then i did 13.1 so, so did i ran a half i did a full half yesterday and i shaved off six minutes off my brooklyn time nice so probably it, with it, more hills too huh probably with it yeah with a ton more hills because brooklyn is the first six are tough but then from the, the last seven that ocean parkway it's all like flat to downhill like it's the flattest course, so um, the nice thing was there was no cramping at all. Uh, my legs were just sore and tired, and then that's what. So I was able to do that, and then sort of watch the fight later that night. Yeah. Yes. Um. But the fight itself, 
I watched it at Earl's and we were just sort of sitting there just like, you know, everyone's thinking that Mayweather's going to win, but, you know, McGregor, I, I, I said it to everyone and people agreed is, yeah, no, Mayweather's going to win this fight. There's just no doubt about it. Something has to go like incredibly wrong for him to lose this fight. The issue is it all it takes is one punch. You never know. Right. You never know. And these are eight ounce gloves. And I know that Mayweather's fought most of his career at eight ounce gloves, but he, you're, you're fighting someone 11 years younger than you who's got a longer reach, who has super quick, super quick getting hit in the face. Like you never, you just never know. Yeah. You, you honestly never know. It, it could be like the most, not, I don't know what a standard punch to the face is, but like you could go lights out if like, the angle and pressure and velocity are just right. And if there was anyone in the world last night that had a chance to knock Mayweather down, it would have been McGregor. And I wonder what would have because I'm not even going to sit here and t- say that he would have knocked him out. But to knock him down, that would be crazy. That would be absolutely crazy. We also got to see a lot of Steve Harvey last night because he was he was in ringside <laughs> in that maroon suit. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him with that mustache. I go, is that Steve Harvey? That's exactly what I said when he stood up. And I, the yeah. whole time, well, I was watching LeBron because like the, the whole the entirety of I think round three, I was literally just watching the crowd and I was seeing who was there. I see LeBron there with his wife, and I was like, hey, how mad would you be if you were even right if you were right behind, maybe even two rows behind LeBron because he's so big. He's like six foot ten. You got to sit behind LeBron. Like these aren't these aren't cheap tickets. Assuming that you paid for these tickets yourself, if you're sitting if you're sitting that close, you're paying six figures for your for your seats. Like no doubt about it. Yep. And you got to sit behind LeBron James. Like yeah, LeBron, you're cool, but I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be staring at the back of your shoulders all night. Right. Uh, and he's was he wearing that hat? I don't remember if he was wearing the hat during the fight. I don't know. I uh, I was researching hats for the wedding, and I think I want a <laughs> Panama hat. Uh, Panama hat. Is like one of those uh, warm weather city hats, you know, that people wear. Yeah. Um, and I think that could be cool, but I don't know. How many people were watching it with you guys? Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, eight, eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, we had about twelve people where I was. Uh, two of those people, Craig and Brandon, are pretty big fight fans. They're, they're more UFC fight, uh, UFC fans. Actually, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy was there. Uh, and were they rooting for McGregor, like thinking that he was going to win? No, uh, I, they were rooting for him because they would like him to win, I think, but they yeah. didn't think he would win. Uh, Jimmy was the only person. He, he busts out a freaking, uh, brand new money, money team sweater. He's got the hat on. I was like, damn, this dude's coming repping hard. <laughs> he's helping, he's single handedly getting Mayweather out of this debt. Um, Mm-mm-mm-mm. but. Yeah, I think a lot of the people that were there were really hoping for McGregor to win. I don't really care, you know, one way or the other. I think both of their personalities really detract from helping me feel any particular way about either of them. You know, just the way they have to hype up the fight, the way they're super yeah. cocky about everything. It doesn't really, you know, I'm not like, oh, you know, I like the humble, I like the, the, the quiet guy, you know, the, the person who's just going to let his, his fist do the talking for him. You know, they're, they're both pretty, uh, big egos big personalities so yeah uh, but i, I figured, earned it though earned it yeah 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 <laughs> they earned it and yeah and i get how it works it's a lot like 
you know wwe wrestling yeah you hype that stuff up you you come in you're boasting you're showboating you're doing all sorts of stuff because, you're selling a story yeah you get people really excited about rooting against you but that brings the money in it doesn't really matter whether they're rooting for you or not you you could you eventually find your fans or they'll eventually find you you know especially if you're winning fights but i really i i, I didn't think there was any chance that mcgregor would win obviously i'm not i'm not like a huge uh, boxing fan or or fight fan i'm not keeping up with things all the time but i'm just familiar enough with with mayweather's style and his fighting techniques and yeah. just his dominance over the sport and knowing that mcgregor's coming in zero and zero never fought a boxing fight before i mean at least an official uh professional uh, boxing fight and so i just didn't think that there was any way and there was a lot of times in those early rounds where people were watching and they see they see uh, mcgregor throwing a lot of punches and Every now and again, you, you feel like you, it almost looks like Mayweather's taking a big hit. But especially if you're hearing it, it's a lot of times it's, it's the hit. It's the, the glove hitting the glove rather than yeah. actually hitting his face. And when he's covered up, you can see those punches kind of going in. It looks like maybe it kind of gets through a little bit, but it's certainly not as going to, it's not going to be as damaging if it's, it's not clean hitting his, yeah, if it's just clean, it's hitting his straight, his face is completely exposed. So there were a lot of times where people were getting really excited. And I was like, I don't know about this right now. It doesn't look like, I mean, maybe I, I could be wrong. A lot of times, sometimes, sometimes Mayweather was covering up and it looks like he was getting hit. And I certainly know a few times he did, but it just never felt like, it never felt like Mayweather wasn't in his game. He wasn't in his, it wasn't his game plan. And the, but the, the thing I did find interesting, I felt like, I felt like McGregor won the first four rounds pretty handedly. Like mm. they gave, they gave, so when they brought up, the, they brought up the scores, the show, showtime was, they, they, you know, yeah. they, they have their own person doing the scoring. We were watching it and pretty much, pretty much everyone was there was saying it was, this is round, this is uh, at the break of round six. Brandon and Craig were both saying, they think it's five, one. They, they felt that McGregor won the first five, Mayweather pretty handily won round six. I was like, I don't know. I think it's four, two. I think I thought Mayweather took round four or took took round five, but I'm not sure really about round four. And all of a sudden the dudes they show it they show it and they're like oh three three, yeah. and and uh, they were like oh yeah you know pretty pretty clear three three. I was like oh, interesting. I mean I'm not yeah, count, it, I'm not counting the punches and things like that. So I'm, right. I'm up. it's just based off of feeling and and just kind of right. the reactions and stuff. Right. And boxing isn't scored that way where yeah. you don't take the round and like the round is yours. It's yeah, you get a you get the uh, the round, but it's always closer because of the amount of punches that get thrown and what's and landing hits. and yeah. exactly. There's there's more to it than just oh right. you you won round one. That's like like you bank that right. It's like yes and no, yes and no. Yeah. So I uh, we're, we're we're watching it and and round four again. I think I said earlier you can see McGregor. He's just, he's he looks like he's really. He's getting tired and not like tired that he's not throwing hard hits and he can't keep his arms up, but you can just see him. He's breathing through his mouth. He's not, he's not as, uh, you know, he's not smiling. He's not doing the, the showboating stuff he was doing around one. And as it progresses, all of a sudden round eight, you see round eight, his, his legs start looking like they're, they're getting a little wobbly. They're getting a little shaky. Round nine, that was for sure happening. And I saw a thing on Reddit today saying that, you know, the longest fight McGregor's ever had to fight was 25 minutes. Yeah. That's, you the know, full, the full, yeah, the full five, the full five. And to get 25 minutes in, in a boxing fight would be 
one minute into round nine. That would be the 25th minute. And they said that's yeah. it just like, like as if it was exactly planned one minute into round nine. That's when Mayweather started, started coming at him hard. So yeah. I don't know. Did you see the fights beforehand before this? Yeah. Fight? All right, I did. So real quick complaint that I got to make. So I, I was watching this at Craig's place and he was, he was going to try to just find a stream to watch. But that pretty oh, much failed you, instantly, right? You can't host fight night. No, no, no. So and that, watch it off. Of, that, was, right. that was the plan. So he he's done it before with like UFC fights. Works fine. But with with uh, the big pay per view boxing fights, we already know. Like when you and I watched um, Mayweather Pacquiao, it was a bit of a struggle to find a stream. Yeah, and we never found a stream with good quality. So pretty quickly, like maybe fifteen minutes after I got there, he was like, "All right, I'm just gonna buy it," right? So he goes to the, he's a UFC fan. He's like, all right, I'm just going to buy it through the UFC app. So he goes, he goes to buy it. Purchase goes through just fine. And then it's like, you got to log in. He's like, I thought I was already logged in. How'd I buy it if I wasn't logged in? So he logs in and it's like, it's like login successful, but the thing wouldn't load. Nothing would load. And, uh, I, I go onto Twitter then and I see that outages. UFC Fight Pass tweets that we're having some problems. You people were getting reports of people having problems logging in. It'll be up shortly. 20 minutes goes by. We're still not able to get in. All of a sudden, we do get in, right? I think we watched part of one fight. The And then, so there were, there were I don't know, however, however many fights there were. Uh, we, this is like at 9 something, maybe 10 p.m. So there were still like three fights to be fought. Mm-hmm. And at that, the start of that, uh, the start of that fight, uh, two fights before the Mayweather-McGregor fight, the thing shuts out again. And we can't get in. We missed the entire fight. As soon as the fight ends, then we were able to log back in. That was another outage for like 30 minutes. And yeah, there was a lot of outages last night. Yeah. And so we finally get back in. We were able to watch the uh, the the Davis and I can't remember who he was fighting again. Uh, Fonse- Fonseca? Yes, yes, yes. Fonseca. So we, we did see that entire fight. But I was like, yo, I would take a screenshot and I would send that to my credit card company. I'd be like, look, I paid for this. I paid for, I didn't just pay for the Mayweather McGregor fight. I wasn't just paying for this main event. I paid for the whole thing. I couldn't watch, yeah. like, he, we couldn't watch, I think, two of the fights that he, like, in the time that, at the, by the time he paid, I think there were still four total fights that, that needed to happen. And we couldn't see two of those. I would do something. Cause, uh, apparently, apparently UFC and pay per view and whatnot, they've been, they've been, terrible about refunds in the past i was like i'm not even go through my yeah through them don't go through them I'll just go through my credit card company like yo i didn't get what i paid for or at least i got half of what i paid for but still and anyway, regard anyway so that davis fight was interesting because he was super cocky he, like he he's sitting there he's like got both of his hands behind his back and just by yep. that show buddy i was like yo i want fonseca to win i was like i don't i don't know if he, i don't think he will but i want fonseca i mean to win. davis miss weight yeah that was the big thing right that was the big story so Davis he, Davis he lo- legitimately uh, missed uh, the weigh-in by how much too? It wasn't just a little, was it? It wasn't just a little bit. So it wasn't just a little bit. Yeah. So we were watching. There were twelve of us there, so it was loud. We couldn't hear a lot of what the commentators were saying at times, and they said something about it not being a title fight. I can't remember what they said specifically. Yeah, but, it's not a title fight if you don't make weight. Yeah, we we were confused. There was confusion as to what happened. It wasn't until after the fight during the interviews where he said. Uh, he missed weight, but he's not going to make an excuse. Like, and the guy, the, 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 the interviewer asked, well, you were sick with that. Is that the reason why? He's like, I'm not going to make any excuses. You know, I'm a grown man. I missed weight. That's on me. It'll never happen again. Blah, blah, blah. But 
in that fight, it got to, I think, round seven. And it seemed like a close fight, right? Like, it seemed it seemed like pretty much even for the first six rounds. Not like, I'm not saying like the scoring, but I'm just saying like they seemed well matched. They seemed evenly matched in those first six rounds. All of a sudden, Davis comes out and just turns it on. His You can see his feet just start moving like crazy. He's got the footwork. He's got the hit the punches. He just starts hitting Fonseca. And before you know it, it was over. Now, I know it was a bit controversial because he kind of came over the top, busted him in, his, in the back of his neck. Um, but regardless, he, he wins that fight. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can, I can totally see that's how the McGregor Mayweather fight's going to go. It might seem close or it might seem evenly matched for a lot of the fight, but at some point Mayweather just turns it on, goes a hundred percent and just ends it. Yep. Now, again, I'm not enough of a, of a well-versed fan to say that that's definitely how it went, but it felt like that at the, at the end for me, at least. Well, so Davis Davis is kind of a bum in my mind because this is your job and yeah, yeah. the money team brought you on to join their stable of fighters and you don't make weight. I don't understand why they would keep you. Uh, I know that he's one of the up and coming fighters, but this is like just a lack of professionalism. Uh, I'm not going to equate this to the same level as uh, John Jones getting caught uh, with drugs in his system. Again. By drugs, I mean, right, uh, PDs. But I will say that you missing weight is like the stupidest thing. That's what uh, John Jones did the second time around when he couldn't make weight and Cormier won the fight. Uh, and he was like, oh, I'm still willing to fight. That's the, when the backstage and they were crying, uh, when, when Cormier was crying because yep. John Jones didn't make weight. Yep. Uh, like, this is like you prevent people from fighting for the title. And he also kind of hit him in the back of the head. So I know you didn't like, did you actually catch the last bit of that fight? Yeah. So you saw what happened. He punched him in the back of the head and, and then he kind of pushed end, him down. Well, yeah, what I mean, the push is whatever, but yeah, he, he punches him in the back of the head and he says like, Oh, you know, I caught him with a couple body shots and I hit him in the head. Yeah, you did. Uh, but that wasn't what finished him. You punch him in the back of the head. Uh, and then when he goes down like that, he said that the camera was not telling the true story. But you could tell that when they showed that the entire arena was booing him. Yeah, he, he was definitely a bit embarrassed, like, as he saw the replay, cause he thought, like, he, he totally saw it in his head the way he was gonna describe it. And then he sees it on camera. He's like, damn, I got no way. To, I got, I can't talk my way out of this. That looks right. bad. Right. <laughs> Um, you got, you got caught doing something you weren't supposed to do. That fight was, uh, disappointing. The fight before was decent, but, uh, like the, those fights to me just didn't like, yeah, I know we pay for all those fights, but those fights to me were like, it wasn't like one of those like a solid UFC cards where you've got like wide been fighting and then you've got like a Rousey fighting and then you've got like McGregor, like one of those like storied cards yeah. where you're actually interested in each of the fights. I mean, you watch them and you're just like, all right, well, it looks like we're on track to have them start at midnight. You know, that's, oh, that's God, the way yeah. I treated it. I hate, I hate that though. Like, it's like, so the, the event, the, the, the get together started at eight and I was like, yo, this fight's not going to start till midnight. I'm going to get home so late. Yeah. Um, I got there. I got there. I didn't, I didn't want to show up like, you know, at nine, 10 o'clock. I did get, I got there like at eight thirty. So 
uh, I didn't really miss too much, but damn, they just go for so long. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Vegas start time is 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which makes sense. Uh, there's no need to show up to a fight early. Oh, speaking of which, though, I, I find the stadium just hilarious. So, we, so those, those glimpses of fights that we were able to see before the outages took, you know, took us out of them. It's amazing how empty the arena is. Oh, yeah. Everyone's at dinner. Dude, everyone that's there is a celebrity. They have, they don't, they're just, it, it's the cost of the ticket just isn't going to entice them, I think, to show up super early. Like if it's, if it's like an NFL game, you know, the tickets, the tickets are attainable for, for the average Joe. So people are there usually on time or at least for kickoff. But for this, I mean, I, I guess that's the whole event too. It's not the main fight. But for this, you're just seeing like, you're looking around the stadium, like, damn, it's empty. Like nobody's oh, there. Yeah. No one's there. Oh, yeah. Everyone's at dinner. Everyone's at dinner. I'm like, yo, people are flying in probably right now. I want to see a picture because for the the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, there was a picture of the airport, and you could see all these private jets just everywhere at the airport. I wanted to see a picture of what it looked like last night. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I know that, yeah, the the private planes would have been uh, quite prevalent, but I also know that the after party must have been crazy last night because you know that Mayweather's going out. You know McGregor's going out. Uh, and the amount of money that must have been thrown around. And just to think of like how much money that a fight night brings into the city from money outside of town. Yeah. It's got to be crazy. And if you're working that night at like a strip club or something, it's a busy night. Could be a good <laughs> night for you. Yeah. Anyway, so that was so that was a nice little bit for uh for Saturday. And yeah. now we we get treated doubleheader. Yes, yeah, spoilers uh, galore, I guess at this point. Spoiler alert. Yeah, if you have a fight night this. tonight. Uh now, we, we have got... we haven't seen and there's there were uh, at least as far as I know there wasn't a leak at the episode. So we actually haven't seen the episode at this point. We haven't so seen anything the episode that we're saying about episodes episode 7 the finale is just speculation, but regardless we're going to speculate seen... the crap out of it. But let yeah. me tell you, let me tell you the the card that we got tonight. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. We got the Hound versus the Mountain, Clegane Bowl. Is that confirmed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How are they not going to fight if they're in the same room, basically? Yeah, because the Hound is but... the, the Hound is traveling down south, and the Mountain is with Cersei. They're fighting. Don't don't take them off the card. I wonder They're if fighting. I wonder if the Mountain is enough of himself to remember who the Hound is. And it doesn't if matter. Gonna... The Hound is going to want to fight the Mountain. <laughs> He's just gonna charge him. He's like, screw it, just go. Yeah. Uh, I have concerns for the for the hound. Then I I do. I have concerns for the hound safety. I mean, if he dies, he dies. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, he should have died last episode. Yeah. Just for letting the team down. Yeah, I'm really disappointed that no one died. Like no one of significance. I mean, yeah. Thor's died. Okay. Yeah. And 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 for no reason. Serion died for no reason. But those were those were like C level characters on the show. That's true. No, no one. Viserion was the worst of the three dragons. Let's be real. And and Thoros just wasn't. He's not a major character. Like yeah, he's he's there. He definitely well, Thoros, has a decent amount of lines, and he's important, I guess, to the you know considering the fact that he brought Beric back to life six times. But he's not. He's not 
like Jor. I feel like I feel like someone of that caliber should have died. I thought Jor could die, but I would have been disappointed that they would bring him back, that they would go through all this trouble of saving his life from Grayscale to just kill him like three episodes later. Eh, I'm fine with that. I wouldn't. I mean, I sh- I don't want to say disappointed, but it would just been like, wow, I can't believe that they did that. That they <laughs> that they even bothered. The uh, so the Hound should have died just for putting everyone in that position. Yeah. Uh, of tossing the rocks, and then basically almost letting Tormund die that way. He should have just taken the L. Uh, <laughs> Tormund should have died. Tormund definitely should have died. Thoros never should have gotten bit. Like, the, this is the thing that's that 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 keeps coming up on all the analysis podcast, um, YouTube videos, whatever. They they are going north of the wall. There are no weapons that they should have except for Valyrian steel and dragon glass. Everything should be made of those materials because they know who the enemy is and they know what takes them out. Because this mm-hmm. is not the books. This is the TV show where dragon glass kills uh, the whites and. They, the bear's coming at them, and they're like swinging, they're hacking away, they're lighting it on fire, and it's not until George just comes in and stabs it in the back with dragon glass that it instantly puts it down. So to yeah. me, that says that whatever, you know, the axe, the, everything else that everyone's using is not dragon glass. They're not coated in dragon glass, um, like spears or whatever. They were just hitting it with like regular ass weapons and being dumb. Right. I don't understand how they went out that ill equipped. It's almost like, you got caught in a save point where you have no ammo. And <laughs> the then, worst. right? And then when, uh, Thoros dies, it's another checkpoint, but you just realize your one healer is dead. Yep. So you're like, oh, crap, this is gonna have to be a perfect run. Great um, metaphor, Sandy. <laughs> Great. Yeah, right? But, the hound should have died. Barrack will die this episode. Uh, if not this episode, than next season, but Barrack is. There's no way Barrack survives another encounter. There's just no way. He's been looking for like because Thoros is dead. There's no one that can bring him back unless the Red Lady comes. But I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I uh, think she's a season eight return. Yeah, uh, it would be nice to see. Okay, you know who else is on the card tonight? Uh, Arya versus Littlefinger. I think Littlefinger dies tonight. I agree, and I still have a feeling that he is dead. <laughs> I have a feeling that Arya, that Arya, that she killed him between episodes uh, six and or between episodes five and six, and that when when Littlefinger spoke to Sansa, when Sansa was confiding in Littlefinger, saying, "Oh my God, Arya thinks that I had my father killed." And he's like, oh, but you have Brienne. You could always use Brienne to help you out, right? He's sworn to your house and blah, blah, blah. And she sends Brienne away. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering if Arya was wearing Littlefinger's face when they were having that conversation. Mm. And you told me if you told me there's no way they kill a character who's huge as Littlefinger off screen. Right. And I agree with you. I'm just saying, I still think there's a possibility. And they, they wouldn't did. have, they, they won't. The reveal would be sort of take like would be neutered a bit if she just wears his face and then we got to do a flashback. Yeah, they don't uh, do flashbacks on the show, right? I, unless it's through Bran. Although the last time they did do this, uh, Arya had already killed uh, the leader of what, House Tully. Uh, Frey. Oh, well, yeah. When he when he killed Walder Frey, Walder yeah. Frey got killed off screen. He, well, no, no, she killed Walder Frey at the end of season six. 
she killed him oh true last i'm sorry episode. right because yeah, right. she fed him she yeah, she fed him the 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 pie made of his two sons yeah uh no you're right i'm sorry so i i still don't think that little finger who's been with us since season one episode one right is getting killed off screen yeah, yeah but that fight th- that that's on the card tonight as well uh you could argue that danny and john are going to be fighting Cersei tonight. Cersei's, Cersei's name might show up in a lot of other, other different cards. She's in sort of a parlay situation. She's yeah, she's not in a great situation on that on that end, I guess. Right, but Cersei's not going to really see reasons. Like, I don't think that Cersei has any motivation to take this White uh, Walker slash White's uh, invasion into effect. I think what she sees is she's gotten all of her enemies in one place. She's gonna try and kill everybody. Yeah, basically. There's I mean, no reason what, for her to align with wouldn't? them. Yeah, she exactly. She literally said it in the other in the in uh, a couple of episodes ago to Jamie when Jamie's like, she's got two dragons or three dragons, sorry, at the time at least. She's got three dragons, an army of Dothraki. Like even without the dragons, I've never fought anybody as fierce and devastating as the Dothraki. He's like, we can't win this. And Cersei's basically like, well, I'm going to go down fighting rather than just going down. Like, I, we're not going to survive anyway. Or if we if we kneel, we, if we bend the knee, she's going to kill us. So we might as well go out fighting. And this is her chance. This is her chance to actually survive. Yeah. Um, by trying, trying to preemptively wipe everyone out. Now the question is, does she die this episode? And... Uh, I don't know if that is the more interesting question. I think that's pretty certain that she'll die this episode. I think the more interesting uh, question is who kills her and what prompts that action. What if, what if Alaria Sand? I know this is a bit of a pivot, but what if Alaria is still alive in the in those dungeons with her daughter? That that timeline wise, that could not make sense, right? Right. The <laughs> although the actress the actress did say that she's not coming back. Oh, okay. All right, fair so, enough. So she's that's that's it. Right. That's that's a that's a hard pass. All right. Um. Well, Euron's coming back. Not not our friend Euron, but you know Euron. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before we even jump to that, I think that uh, Jamie is going to kill Cersei tonight, and part of me. Okay. There's two going. things. There's two. There's two possibilities. I think. Uh, are one of which will prompt Jamie to just uh, end Cersei tonight. One, she threatens to burn everyone with wildfire, uh, which gives him the flashback to the Mad King. He sees that she's like fully become the Mad Queen, and she ain't about that life. That's one theory. Okay. The other theory is she starts saying some crazy things. I don't know if it's like fully wildfire because then that would be the, obviously the, the original theory. Uh, I don't know if she starts threatening people with wildfire or she just sort of like tries to, I guess like uh, sort of insult the rules of like whatever this parlay situation they got going on where everyone's meeting to talk. The idea is that, you know, sure it could be a trap, but there's still hopefully some honor in just meeting and talking. She tries to pull some nonsense. Uh, Jamie's like, yo, stop pulling this nonsense. Cersei goes, yeah, well, I never had, like, the, I never really had a baby anyways. Like, I think the baby's a ruse. <laughs> I don't think she's pregnant. 
I really don't think she's pregnant. I think she said that she's pregnant to keep Jamie in line because she thought that Jamie and Tyrion, like a meeting, uh, she wasn't about at all. Uh, I think she's faking this pregnancy, dude. Because you could see a world where Jamie can't kill his sister, not out of love, but just because of the baby. But if he finds out that she actually isn't pregnant and she's playing him just like she's playing everyone else, he might just see red. So my issue with the first point was just because she's already burnt them all. Like she in in, in season six, episode ten, she destroyed the sept of the sept. She killed I don't know hundreds, maybe thousands of people with the wildfire. So I feel but, like he, I feel like he's but cool he wasn't that. there though. I know he wasn't there, but I don't know, man. Maybe, I guess I guess if he feels like he can prevent it, then yeah, it's possible. Well, he also he also did it. I mean, the. The result of that was, like, their son, well, not their son, but a son, Tommen, jumping, right? Which yeah. was a great scene, by the way. That was stunned so well. Uh, I don't think he was in town to see that. So He saw, he, he saw it from afar. He and Bronn were getting back from the, uh, the Riverlands. Oh, uh, okay. Because he threatened to to catapult the ba- uh, Ed- Edmure's baby into the into the wall of the Riverlands, yeah. and they end up taking out the Blackfish. Then disappointed right. that they killed the Blackfish off screen. By the way, yeah, but I mean, you want to talk about a D level character? Um, <laughs> True. So there's that. Uh, I'm kind of sad that Dickon's dead. Uh, just yeah, so, dude, me too. I mean, Dickon just Dickon was so dumb. Like <laughs> he's like he's like a laggy player where. He's just catching up too late, and his dad was like, "Yo, you don't need to die with me today." And he was like, "Nah." All of a sudden, like this sense of honor is like this, like much bigger for me. Yeah. And I want to be a man. It's like, yeah, but if you if you do this, like our entire family's dead because yep. they assume Sam's dead. And it's just like, yeah, well, I didn't think that far. It's too late now. I mean, as far as they're concerned about Sam, he's not really a he's not really a um, a man a Tarly anyway. He's he's a yeah. member of the Night's Watch. He can't have kids. Right, uh, can't hold property. Right, so can't inherit anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, although we can only assume that the threats of the White Walker is gonna make the night, the Night's Watch, the just not necessary. So any any member of the Night's Watch by the end of the series, it you know it gotta just, be dead. It, yeah, you got it. Well, either dead or they just disband them. They allow them to go back home because they don't need to be there anymore. They don't they don't need to watch the wall because the White Walkers are gone, presumably. But uh, presumably, but I think they still want that penal system in. <laughs> Just send everyone to the wall. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder, I feel like, I feel like, so this is going a little bit further than, than, than tonight's episode. I feel that for the end of the series, I don't know if, if either John or Beric live. I was, oh, I, I told, yeah. well, ob- obviously Barrick, but I told you, I told you earlier that I think Danny's gonna die. I think, I think Danny's not gonna make it to the end. But right now I'm also thinking that John might not make it too. The Lord of Light, the, you know, as, as Barrick was telling John in, in this episode, or the, the previous episode, episode six, they've been brought back for a reason. The Lord of Light wanted them brought back for a reason. What that reason is, they don't know, but presumably it's for a, a purpose that's pretty significant. And once they fill that purpose, they're they're not really needed anymore. I feel like John's gonna kind of die a hero's death by the end. He will mm-hmm. be like the lot the 
well, I guess the last year did come back to start the Night's Watch. I don't know. I feel like I feel like somehow John's gonna kill the Night King, but he won't come back, and that'll just kind of be the end. It'll kind of be a bittersweet. It'll be a bittersweet end with John just taking that L finally. But he's just not really needed anymore. He was brought back to serve that purpose. He saved the world, and that was it. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. I mean, I, I maybe I will be. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a chance that he dies that way, and I wouldn't be angry if everyone in the world died. It's almost like uh, the White Walker threat is so large and it looms so great that yeah, you required all the heroes of your time to die and all we got left is just bran sitting in a tree uh <laughs> just like getting high you know what i mean uh i also need bran to show up because it's like cosmic like he's living a thousand lifetimes he needs to like stop silver surfer and and just like come down and and, and start easy exactly uh and just start helping people out more you know, the, yeah. these cryptic things aren't helping. What's interesting was I read this theory and it might be people overreading or over sort of looking into, to moments. But when Bran first gets brought back to Winterfell and he sees Sansa and Sansa hugs him, he's like standoffish maybe. Maybe it's also because he's been north of the wall for as long as he has been and he's like in the training. So he's just like, yo, listen, I ain't even here right now. Uh, but. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't hug her back. He doesn't He's just hug her back. Off into the distance. Right. Uh but when Arya meets him, he hugs her with like yeah. the one arm around. Now, I don't know if they also had a closer relationship growing up way back when. I believe they did. So that could have played into it as well. He also gives the dagger to her, and you've got to think that he knows what he's doing with that. He right. has to know that she, all right, well, yeah, she's like mad over leveled in combat <laughs> and like short range damage. So let me give her this weapon. Um, that dagger's got to kill Littlefinger because that dagger yeah. started everything. Well, Arya just gave it to Sansa. So the, that's the interesting thing. Uh, I did see this on Reddit too. People were saying that. The whole, the whole interaction when Sansa was confronting Arya about the faces in the room, they were suggesting that the entire time Arya was playing the game of faces with her and she was lying. And she, you know, she's, she tells Sansa, Oh, I wonder what it's like to put your, I wonder what it'd be like to put your face on and wear all those pretty dresses and do this and that. And they were mad creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy and it's a little annoying because you expect someone with as much training as Arya and as much experience as well as two eyes to see that Sansa was on uh, the execution or next to the execution block yeah. with Ned and was pleading for his life. And right. she herself, like I mentioned last week, yeah. served as Tywin's cupbearer. She served the Lannisters just the way that Sansa had done to protect herself. And so some people are suggesting that she was in fact playing the game of faces. She was lying about that, saying that she never would do what she would never um Served the Lannister, she would never, she would go out fighting, whereas she, as a child, just like Sansa, was serving Tywin Lannister to protect herself so that she can get back home. And the whole time, you know, Sansa obviously can't pick up on the lies because she's not really trained in the game of faces. And uh, Arya used that interaction kind of as a test for Sansa to determine her loyalties, to, t- to try to find out where her loyalties were, which is why she gave her the dagger. And maybe she just used the dagger to kill Littlefinger this episode. I hope so. I hope so. 
Although someone's also saying that uh, the chaos is a ladder play that Varus and Littlefinger are playing against each other, um, and needs to come to a more tangible end that has them at those sort of endpoints together. Because uh, mm. they've been playing since season one, obviously, and they've been back in different horses. If one dude dies, it's like, well, do I win by default? Like, what if I still lose this thing? Um, I think some people are looking for more of a resolution to that storyline uh, with those two characters. Yeah, I really wish we would get more various little finger scenes. Those were really good. Those in, are always really good. I think it was season two where they were they would meet up in the the throne room. I think yeah. it happened a couple once, maybe in season one as well. And yeah, where the chaos is a ladder um, conversation yeah. happened. The whole time they've always been, they've always been rivals to one another. Yeah, they're fighting and, a proxy war. Is really what it is. Yeah, yeah. And the crazy thing was too, the crazy thing was back then you didn't really know what either character's motivation was. Right. So you didn't know if you could trust Varys. You didn't know if you could trust Littlefinger. And and despite the fact that we know that Littlefinger betrayed Ned, we also felt that that Varys didn't really go out of his way to help Ned either. And right. And at least you know in in the moment, me watching back then, I certainly didn't know that. I I certainly didn't appreciate you know kind of what happened and how it happened. And I don't know. I I I, I do wish we'd get those more of those scenes. But the thing for me is there's just no time left for for stuff like that. We got eight episodes left of this entire series. Now, were you the one know. telling me about the final eight episodes, each being like an hour and a half long? I don't know if they're an hour and a half long, but I think they are longer than your, your normal episode. Uh, like last week's episode was the longest episode by far, or not by far, but it was the longest episode of Game of Thrones. Tonight is even longer than than last week's episode. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I'll I'll do a check really fast to see. I'm also gonna watch it later with you. Okay. Uh, I can start at ten. Um, okay. I yeah. did tell all my friends not to text me though. Because <laughs> you and I are going to be doing that that live, live yeah. Live. Well, we'll see what happens when Lena calls me, and then I get and then I get behind you. Yeah. Um. I also have to see when Nicole is watching this. Um. But so we also have uh whether or not somebody said that uh there's a thought that the I mean this is this is super crazy and I don't believe it, but. It's a funny enough theory to share that the Night King, I mean, oh, well, the wall's coming down for sure. Uh, I, I know you and I didn't say it so far, but the wall's coming down for sure. Uh, I think it's blue fire and not ice because uh, I don't see it. I mean, that doesn't make sense, right? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you can throw ice at an ice wall. Like, I don't know. <laughs> unless it's a, unless it's like, but we've also never like. Ice has never been a thing that like we've seen hurled at other people, unless the well actually the spears are probably made of like something magical, right? Um, but I think it's blue fire. I think blue fire versus red fire would be just a really cool thing to see. Um, the uh, the Night's Watch will get overrun, and I think what we're gonna see is them rushing towards Winterfell, like below the wall. Uh, and all we see is like Bran and Sansa and Arya like doing hopscotch, and like people ain't just ain't ready. Uh, I wonder if Brienne lives. Hopscotch. Uh, not so much that like she dies this episode, but just in general. Um, I wonder if she's gonna be forced to kill 
Jamie for some reason. Uh, I know that she's always like been like you know kind of thirsty about that guy. But yeah, she said it multiple times. I mean, he, in, oh, she's, oh, she swiped right. Oh, you know, she yeah. swiped right. But then we had that episode, and I, I guess I think it was either episode nine or episode ten of season six, where she basically goes to Jamie and she's like, "Well, I need to go talk to the Blackfish. I need to get him to support uh, the Starks for the Battle of the Bastards." Actually, so it was probably like episode eight, and. Jamie's like, I'll let you in, but, um, and then he, and then she tells him, well, if it comes to battle, you do know that I'm gonna have to fight for, for them. Right. And I'll have to try to kill you. He's like, yeah, if it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. And she also has oath keeper. He's always been known as the oath breaker. Like we, like, I know I've brought this up before, but like there, these are those cute moments that yeah. like George R. R. Martin, they, they always use. Uh, like Jamie killing Cersei makes sense because he's got Widow's Whale. You know, like all of these things make sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, you were talking, so back, back to another card, uh, another fight on this card. Um, Euron versus Grey Worm. Uh, I can see Grey Worm dying this episode. It oh, would Grey really Worm. suck. Masande would be so heartbroken. I mean, can we just talk about the actual like porn they showed for two minutes when they were. <laughs> Like the sort of like uh, close up shot, but like when she's laying on her back and like he's going down on her, like are we really gonna show this on HBO right now? You know, they let this scene, they they let those things linger so much longer than any other TV show, right. or movie, whatever would. It's like no, I I get it, I get it. You're trying to like sell this in, but it's like no, I think we got it. You know, I yeah. think we were all happy enough when they like started to sleep with each other but like no i don't need to go into like the like the four minute mark of this movie to yeah. figure out what's going on like no i got it it's like oh, oh you're gonna show oh okay um but uh yeah no miss sunday is uh she got heartbroken we can't do that real quick uh episode seven is gonna be 81 minutes which is 10 minutes longer than last wow. week's episode that's amazing yeah 81 yeah. minutes that's yeah. great episode six was 71 that means I've got to get some some stuff done today. I've got to get a nap in. That means, uh, that means we're not going to be able to start at, at, at 10 o'clock because people are still going to be watching. We got to start this at 10.15. Yeah. Oh, God. That means i got to go. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I keep watching it on the Xbox, uh, and then I get, I, get, I get bumped. I might try watching it on another device. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, this, I don't know what the right sort of call is in this situation to to watch it at the right time so yeah unfortunately for me i'm getting hbo next week actually at my my uh townhouse when i move in oh nice yeah moving moving days uh on friday actually oh and congrats comcast is coming to set everything up Ugh. on saturday yeah i know Ugh. look we're not we're not in a contract thankfully so if, if it sucks they're out i'm giving we'll them the find boot. out really quickly Real if we just ride one game <laughs> And you're just jumping around. Uh, not gonna have it. It's a wrap. That's a wrap, Comcast. But uh, yeah. So so I'll have HBO then. But unfortunately, it's not gonna help because the show's over. Because we don't get it. And we don't we don't get any more than seven episodes. Yeah, but at least you can start watching some of the older stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just it's just for the overlap, I guess, the overlap issue, and how many people are watching it. Can you can't? I mean. Uh, you get it for free though for a little bit. I get it for a year. Yeah. Uh, HBO for a year. For free? Yeah. Oh wow, that's not that's not nothing. 
No, no, it's definitely not. That's fifteen dollars a month, really. Just plus twenty on top of my plan. It's is it fifteen on on the plan or twenty on the plan? I think it's fifteen. If I, it might be twenty. I think, I think there. through cable packages, it's 20 okay. but if you just did HBO Now, it's 15 so. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. well, yeah, we get that. Semantics. Uh, yeah. Um, no, that's exciting. I didn't know that your move-in date was so soon. Yeah, super soon. Wait, that's one week before. Yeah. Yeah, the wedding The wedding is 13 days away from today. It is. Oh. And, and it is It is one week before our, so our move-in. Out. You're stressed. <laughs> Reza, I'm so stressed out for your wedding. Oh my gosh. Um, no, no, I'm excited. I, I, I couldn't be more excited to, to celebrate. So, all right, should we, uh, should we end it here? Yeah, sure. All right, great. Let's do that. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.